Today she is Masakti Yavamis Dafnun Dalid. We will begin on Dafnun Gimam Abeis right after the Mishnah. We had learned in the Mishnah that Abal Yavimta, if somebody has relations with his Yavama Bain Bishagi Bain Bemezid, Afilu Hushagi Gvihimazida, and all these situations we had learned in the Mishnah that the Yibam is considered a valid Yibam. Ask the Gemara, what is meant when the Mishnah said, Afilu Hishagig Behimazida? We already had learned in the Mishnah that under all circumstances, it's a valid act of Yibam. And therefore, ask the Gemara, what is the purpose of repeating it? Says the Gemara, the way to understand the Mishnah is, Lami Bayi Kama. The Mishnah is fashioned in a, without, it goes without saying. Lami Bayi Hushagig, certainly in a situation where he, is a shagig. And he's a shagig means that he thought that she's a different woman than she was, or other examples as we'll see. And she had intention to fulfill the mitzvah. So at least we have one party here who's intending to fulfill the mitzvah. Inami, or in a situation, who made it? He had intention to do a biznus. But she had the intention of doing it, doing the mitzvah. Ella, says the Gemara, Ella filu hu shagig v'himazida. He was a shagig. He thought she was a different woman. And she's a mezida, that she did not have intention to fulfill the mitzvah. So under these circumstances, mitzvah. Both of them have no mitzvah intention here. So we would think maybe since both parties don't have any mitzvah intention here, the Allah ought to be that it's not considered a valid act of Yibam. It's not considered a valid act of Yibam. Afil Hocha tells us the Gemara, Kana, that the Mishnah is teaching us the Halacha, that still the Kenyan is, uh, is a valid Kenyan. And Taner Abchia, and in fact Abchia teaches us so in a Braisa, Afil Shneim Shayigim, even if the Yavim and the Yavama are both Shayigim, Shneim Mezidim, or both a memezid, shneim anusim, in the halach is that in the all situations the gibum is considered a valid act of yibum. And the Ramban and the Rajvah and the Ritva all teach us that Rechi is really not coming to teach us anything more than what we have learned in the Mishnah. That the Mishnah already told us that in all situations it's considered a valid yibum. The what he's only come to teach us is that even when they're both shagigim, that which is a case that was actually not mentioned in our Mishnah, he's coming to teach us that even in a case where they're both shagigim and there's no intention for beer in any of a beer in, uh, with this woman under any circumstances, still the Allah will teach us that it's considered a valid, valid jibim. Honest, the Masnison. Asked the Gemara, we just learned in the Mishnah, the Gemara, that there was, he, he did a bit oinus. Ask the Gemara exactly what does oinus mean. Hey, Chidami, exactly does the mean. Ilam And as Tysus explains, that Akum came and forced him to have relations with the Vama. Others explain what it means is that the Akum told him that if you won't have relations with this Yuvama, we will kill you. So he didn't do it out of free will. He did it completely under duress. Says the Gemara Ubala, and that's how he had relations with her. Vama Rava, Rava teaches us, A person can never claim that when he did an act of Bia, he did it under duress. It's impossible for a person to have relations unless he knows what he's doing. So how can we say that he did it, he did it ba'inus. And as the Rishonim, the Ramban and the Rajbah, explain this Gemara, the question is that if somebody was forced to have relations with a woman who is an erva to him, is he chayiv miso or not? The one, the Mandam that says that ain't kisha el medas will hold is chayiv miso because he did it willingly. And therefore, he's going to be Chai Misa. And that's why our Gemara is understandable. Because the Gemara is saying it's not possible that there could have been a Bia 
that was not that was ba'inus, but even the rishonim that hold that there's no chiv meisa in a situation where a person was forced to have a bia, which is also to have, still, even though say the Ramban and the Rajbah, this person will not be chayv misa, even though this person will not be mechayv misa, but still, the Allah is that the bia cannot be considered that it was done completely bainus. Ella explains the Gemara what happened here was biyoshin, that he did it while he was sl- sleeping. Ask the Gemara, Amar Bihuda, ask the Gemara, how can we explain that the Mishnah is referring to a situation that he was Yoshan, that he was sleeping, says the Gemara, haven't we learned that Yoshan like Kanabi Vimta? And Rashi explains that the reason a Yonus is not is not considered key, having done the mitzvah of Yibam, because when he's Yoshan, he's a, not a Bardas, he's not considered a person of intelligence. Tysus and other Rishonim ask on Rashi, and they, the question is that the halacha was that we have a special limud that a cotton doesn't, can't do yibum. It seems that if not for that, the fact that he's not a bardas is not an issue. So we see that the fact that he's not a bardas is not a factor. Moreover, we're going to be learning in the coming dafim what is the halacha of a cherish, somebody who can't hear and speak, which according to the halacha is not considered a bardas. What is the halacha? The halacha is that he could do yibum. So we see it's not dependent on das. And therefore they say that the reason it's not considered an act, uh, uh, not a, a, a considered an act of yibum, because there has to be at least an intention for biya. But if there is no intention for biya at all, the halacha will be that the biya is not uh, considered an act of biya. And in fact, there's a very interesting chuvin some cipher when he speaks about this entire subject of Das, he goes on, the Tshuvahs and Evan Ezra, Chelik Bey, Simon Tzadik, and he discusses that Chalitza has to be, is in the place of Bia. You could have Yibam or Chalitza. He says, the Samsoifer, that by Chalitza, everybody would agree that the Chalitza is not considered a valid Chalitza unless there was Das. So he explains why. Why is Chalitza different than Yibam? He explains that by Yibam, we've learned so many times in our Masechta the concept of Zika. And that connects the Yavam and the Yavama. Since the Yavama and the Yavam already have this intention, connection, even an insignificant Bia will be considered in way enough to complete their relationship. Whereas, explains the Chesem Seifer, in Chalitza, which is the opposite of their existing relationship, the chalitza is to completely sever the relationship. That's why you have to have kavana. However, says the chasam soifer, even though we're saying that chalitza has to have kavana, explains the chasam soifer, that means you have to have kavana to know what you're doing. But you don't have to have kavana to fulfill a mitzvah. And he explains why indeed is that. He says, because if we're learning that Allah by yibum is, as we just finished learning, that the kavano is really not that significant. And that's why we've been learning by yibum. The halacha is, as you don't, ha- you don't have to have a very significant al- uh, kavano. So even if you say in other areas of halacha that you have to have, you have to have kavano, the halacha, you, have to, you have to have some kavano to fulfill a mitzvah. Here, as long as you have kavano to do what you're doing, even though you don't have kavana to fill, to fill the mitzvah, it will be enough to be considered a valid chalitza. So Rashi, as we just said, says that a person who's sleeping is not considered a bardas. The Karen Ladovid asks on this Rashi a number of questions. He quotes a Ramah, who quotes the Maril, that if a kayin fell asleep in a home where there's a mace, with somebody, a kind of sleeping in a house, and then somebody died in the house, the halach is that he has to be wakened up and taken out of the house because it's an oil mace. He goes on to say, the Shulchan Aruch says, that if a person is sleeping and the Saif Zman Krishma is approaching, we have to wake him up to fulfill 
the mitzvah of Krishna. The Shulchan Aruch says that you have to have a minion. Says the Shulchan Aruch that if one of the men at in a place is sleeping, he be, can be counted towards the minion. Ask the Karen David that if Rashi just said that a sleeping person is considered like a cotton and therefore he's not considered a bardas, so a bardas is not chayiv in any of the mitzvahs. So why, as the Karen David or the halachas that we just learned, applicable? So therefore, says the Karen David that when Rashi says that somebody is sleeping is not considered bardas, he's not exactly like a cotton or a shaita. He says a sleeping man doesn't have the mental capacity to perform yibam with the minimum das, with the minimum retent that's required. In other words, says the Karen Ladovid, when we're learning that yibam is considered valid, b'shoyig, b'mezid, b'oynes, all the examples that we learned at the Mishnah we're learning now in our shir, it's not to say, says the Karen Ladovid, that Rashi means to say that there's no intent required. What the Karen David says is meant is that minimal intent is sufficient. And if we take the approach to some cipher, it's very gishmak. Because what we're learning here is that since the Yavam and the Yavama are already connected anyway because of the Zika, so the amount of intent that's normally required is less. But not to say that no intent at all is sufficient. So ask the Gemara, Back to our original question. What is the case of Oynes that the Mishnah said is a valid Yibam? says the Gemara Baniska that he was, he fell on top of his Yivama and as he fell on top of the Yivama that's how he, that's how he did Bia. Ask the Gemara Varei Omar Rabba Nafal Menagag if somebody fell off the roof Veniska and he had Relations with a woman, chay ba'abed varim. We'll speak about them more, Mitzvahem. But he's chayiv for nezak tsar ripu shevus and boishes. Ubi yivimta loikana. But it would not be a sufficient and adequate way to make the yivama into his wife. So the Rashbah and the Ritva explain that when is a person held responsible if this happened? Only if he fell beruach mitzuya. And a wind, in a, in a, the wind blew him down in a wind that's to be expected. And therefore, he should have been on guard to make sure that he, this doesn't happen. But, they explain, if it was a ruach she'en metsuya, then he's not chayiv. He's only chayiv for nezek. We learned, because he was, there was no kavana to, be, to do, there was no intent at all. And as we're learning in our shir, even though we're being lenient in the level of intent that's required to fulfill Yibum, there still has to be some level of intent. This is considered no this is not considered a level of intent. That is not considered a level of intent at all. And the Miri, in fact, says that what will be the aloha that if another brother did mimer after this brother, this, this type of bia, it could be that it would be not considered that that mimer would be a valid mimer. Because what happened here is totally insig- insignificant. Other achroinim say that even though our Gemara is teaching us that it's not considered an act of yibum, indeed it's not considered an act of yibum, but still it's going to be considered to the degree of mimer. That it's considered as if Mimer was done with this woman, and that would go back to a discussion that we've had previously in our Masechta, and that is the Shiloh of Mimer, Achamimer. If one brother did Mimer, would it be considered another Mimer? It's interesting to point out. We see that it, that even though if there was if there was no intent, it's Chayv Nezek Tsar Ripu Sheves Abayshes, but there is no Nezek Ripu Sheves. But there is no chiv abayshis. An interesting shaila I saw that the Chushukai Chemed discusses what's going to be aloha. Somebody walks by a barber shop and he sees that the barber wears a big yamaka, wearing tzitzis, 
So he assumes that this barber is obviously a religious Jew, and will know that he's not allowed to cut off his payas. And this person sat himself down in the seat, and he fell asleep. The barber gave him a haircut, and he realized that he, his, when he woke up, that the barber had cut off all the payas. And the question now is that this person says that he should be he should be responsible for causing him very serious damage because he can't he's embarrassed to go to shul where his pace were cut off. So he says and he's embarrassed to go to work. So it's very interesting. As far as the Boishis is concerned, it could be that he would not be Chayev. Because we learned and we're going to learn that one is not chay for Boishis unless there was an intention to embarrass. Here, there was no intention to embarrass. And since there was no intention to embarrass, there would not be a chiv for Boishis. But it could be that there would be a chiv for Nezak Tsar that he can't come to work. Even though other because the Allah is, even though this person says, I'm about Shuva, I did not know that you're not allowed to cut the payas. It doesn't make a difference. The Allah is, a person is always responsible for what he does. Hello, so we're back to where we began. What is the definition of Oynes and Amishnah? It says the Gemara Kagan Skaven This Yavim had intention to have relations with his wife. The Takfas Yavimta and his wife and the Yavama went and pushed him on her Ubala, and that's how he had. Relation. That's how he relations with her, and here we can't ask that when a person has relations, he knows that he knows what he's doing because he indeed wanted to have relations with his wife, and therefore that's how this happened. Ask the Gemara, but we also spoke in the Bryce that we quoted at the beginning of the Shir So ask the Gemara Shnei that Reb spoke about in his Brisa, Shnei Manusim the Reb Chia Hechidami says the Gemara Kagoyim Shneskaven Leishtoi. He had intention to have relations with his wife. V'tekfu Avdekham Dikum Zebazeb, and then the Akum came and put the Yavim the Yavim together. Ubala, and that's how he had relations with her without knowing at all. So ask the Gemara, as we've been learning. That the, that the rule is that under all circumstances it's considered a valid yibam. Ask the Gemara where do we know this halacha from? The Tanah Rabbanan, the Pasuk says, Yivam Yavalah, Mitzvah. From here we learn that the preferable mitzvah, the pre, it's preferable to do yibam rather than doing chalitza. And this goes back to the machlekes that we learned to Rabbanan Abashol. Rabbanan hold that yibam is always preferable. Even Abishol, who says that we do chalitza, explained the Rishonim, is only because he's concerned that the person who's doing it is not doing it with the proper intent. But could be Abishol would agree that if you had an individual who was certain that he's doing it with shame shemayim, such an individual, maybe everybody would agree, is considered a valid act, is, a val- is, a, is, a, is preferable. Yuvama Yava Alel, we learn from here, Bain Bishogi, Bain Bameza, Bain Baratzon, that in all circumstances it's considered a valid act of Yibam. But ask the Gemara, but Fikta la Mitzvah. We just use this Pasik to teach us that it's preferable to do Yibam over Chalitza. Says the Gemara, that we learn, Mitzvah, we learn from the Pasik, ish nafka. The Torah says, if you don't want to do Yibam, then do Chalitza. Clearly indicating that Yibam is preferable. Hachafetz, if you want to do what's right, then what you should do is do Yibam. In the Kasa Kra, and when the Pasuk says, Yivama Yava Alea, the Pasuk is coming to teach us, under all circumstances, the Yibam is considered a valid Yibam. And the Malbim says a beautiful Pshat in, this, in, the, in the Psukim here. The Pasuk says that normally, when the Torah speaks about a husband marrying a wife, the Torah uses the word El, Eli. The Pasuk says, Matiten Likisove Eli. Eli means equal. Because when you have a marriage of a man and a woman, says the Malbum, they're supposed to be both consenting to get married. But when the Torah uses the word Aleho, 
it means that you don't have to have the consent of both, which is the halacha ba'ibum. Because the Torah says, Yavama yava aleho. Even without a consent, as we're learning, the yibum is considered a valid yibum. There is, of course, a, a discussion. What's going to be the halacha if the yavam had beer with his yavama and he said, I expressly don't want to be kind of her with this beer? Hepech kavana, it's called in halacha. What is the halacha? Rukhivega says that even hepech kavana, which normally by all mitzvahs, if somebody distinctly has the intention of not to fulfill the mitzvah, he has not fulfilled the mitzvah. Yibum explains the explains Rukhivega based on our Gemara that we just learned is different. And by Yibum, even without any mitzvah, without any intent, the is that you mekayim you mekayim the mitzvah right of Yibam. And therefore, explains the Aruch HaShulchan, even though we know that every Jewish marriage to be considered a valid marriage has to have Edom, it could be, says the Aruch HaShulchan, that Yibam doesn't have Edom. Because when we have Yibam, when we have a marriage, we have to have Edom to make sure that both parties are consenting to this marriage. But by Yibam, we're learning now that you don't have to have that level of consent. And therefore, says Dara Shulchan, you wouldn't have to have Edom for the Yibam either. Here we're saying that by all other mitzvahs, of course you have to have Kavana. The question is, if one is fulfilling a mitzvah without any intention, going back to a discussion that we had earlier in our shir, somebody is sleeping in the sukkah. So when he's sleeping, he's not having any intention to do the mitzvah. Is it Mikhaim a mitzvah or not? The, so it seems that the Mechaz Chinuch says that the halacha would be that it's considered as if he did a mitzvah anyway. And the same question will be, the Reb Shlem Zalman has a discussion, if somebody is standing in a shul and he's called up to get an aliyah and he didn't have any intention and he just grabs a talus in order to do to have a talus for Aliyah, without any intention to fulfill the, the mitzvah of tzitzis, would he have to make a bracha or not? If that's considered having done a mitzvah, maybe you would have to make a bracha. Maybe without, when you have zero intention, says Rav Shlomo Zalman, it's not considered you're fulfilling a mitzvah, and that's why a bracha wouldn't have to be done. Here we're learning that when it comes to doing yibam, no kavana is intended, is required. What would be the halacha if somebody did yibam with a woman and he thought that his sister-in-law is a healthy woman and based on that, he did yibam with his sister-in-law and then afterwards, he discovered that his sister-in-law suffers from a disease. That had he known that his former sister-in-law had this issue, he would have never have done yibum with that sister-in-law. Will that yibum be considered a valid yibum? Normally, we know in halacha, we've discussed it previously, there's a concept of a mekech tos. Some, if somebody marries a woman and it discovers that the woman had this specific issue that had he known, he would have never married her, the halacha considers that marriage a mekech tos. It could be, however, specifically after we just learned this Rekiva Eger, that Yibam is different. Because we're learning that Yibam, you don't have to have Kavana. And Rekiva Eger we just learned says that not only don't you have to have Kavana, but even Hepech Kavana, that you intended not to do an act of Yibam, said Rekiva Eger, is still going to be considered a valid act of Yibam. And could be, therefore, even though in a regular marriage, certainly if you were so misled, it would not be considered that you're married, it would be considered a mekech toss. Here, it may be different. Says the Gemara Tanidah, we learned another b'raisa. The Torah says, Yevamol, Yevamolab. Here he says, Kedarka. Velocha. And then the Torah uses the words, Velocha, to teach us, Shaloi Kedarka is also considered valid Yibam. V'yibam, the Torah says, the word V'yabam, what do we learn from the Yibam? We learn from Yibam, Gomer, Spa. The only way to affect the Yibam is with Bia. The Kesav Ishtar are not a legitimate way of affecting Yibam. The Yibam, and then the Torah says, Yibam, Bakarcha. So Ramban asks a question that we're going to learn many 
times that Bia, whenever the Torah speaks about Bia, we're going to be learning in our Shurim, it's considered, even Shloikadaka is considered an act of Bia. Why should we think that this is any different? Asked the Ramban. So the Ramban quotes a Toysvist. He says, we know, of course, one cannot become pregnant from a Bia Shloi Kedarka. So says the Ramban, if the whole purpose of Yibum is L'Hokim Shem L'Ochiv, that the brother should have children, and this type of act cannot create that they should have children, maybe therefore by Yibum we would think that a Bia Shloi Kedarka is not considered a valid act of Yibum. That's why we have to have a Pasuk that here too Bia Shloi Kedarka is considered a valid act of Bia. The reason, in fact, says Rashi, why does the Bryce say, that it doesn't affect the Yibum? Because the whole purpose of Yibum, as we've been saying, is to have the, the brother that should be children. And of course, doesn't create that there should be children. Says the Gemara, we learned in the Brysa, Ask the Gemara but we use this pasuk to teach us lekadarka that the bia kadarka is considered a valid act is the way to do yibum. Answers the Gemara that kadarka is the way to do bia, the way to do yibum that we learn from the pasuk as we just mentioned. Hahu lahakim shame nafka. That we learn from that pasuk. But makim shame the way you do. Be, the way you do Yibam is by doing be in a way that children will be produced. And therefore, ki asa krav, yivam it remains superfluous to teach us bain b'shogu bain b'meza bain b'onus bain b'rotzen. Gufa continues the Gemara, Amr of Yehuda, Yoshin, we learned earlier, if somebody's sleeping, like Karnab Yivanta, it's not considered a valid act of Yibam. Dama krav, yivam you have to have intention to do bia. But ask the Gemara, Vatanya, have we learned in a Brisa, Ben or Ben Yoshin, whether he's awake or he's sleeping, the act of Yibam bia is a valid act. And says the Gemara, Ema, the way we have to understand the Brisa, Ben or Ben Yishena. Not that he's sleeping. He has to be up. He has to, he has to be up. She could be sleeping. And therefore, it doesn't make a difference if she's up or sleeping. The, as long as he's up, he has to, that, then the bee is a good bee up. But of course, the Rishonim point out, all he has to have intention for is to do a bee As we've been discussing earlier in our shear, all the full-fledged kavana, of course it's preferable, is not required for it to be a valid act of bee uh, act of yibam. But Tanya says the Gemara, but how can we say that's shot in the Brysa? There's a Brysa that expressly says, Bain Arhu Bain Yoshinhu, whether he's up or sleeping, the Yovam, Bain Arahi Bain Yeshenehi, whether she is up or sleeping. Answers the Gemara, Hachemaiskinen, the Brysa that allows the Yibam to be considered a valid Yibam, even though he's sleeping, is Mesnamnim, when he's dozing. Ask the Gemara, what is the definition of Mesnanim? He's not completely up, he's not completely sleeping, and he's not completely up. What does that mean? He kind of correlate, were you to awaken him, he'll be able to answer. However, something that requires logic, thinking that he's not there, but if you remind him something that he already knows about, he's, that he'll be able, Mitka, to remember. I saw that Tysus explains, Nim Nim, what does it matter use the words Nim Nim, One is at the beginning, right, as a person is falling asleep, so he's not completely asleep. And the other one is speaking about when he's waking up. He's not completely awake, but he's already getting awake, and that's why his beer will be considered a valid beer. Amr Gufa, we learned earlier in our shir, Amr Rabbi Nafamanagag, if somebody fell off the roof, Vinitka, and he had beer with a woman as he fell off the roof, Chayiv Babadvarm, Bevimta, but we learned if he did beer with his Yavirma that way, like Connor, she would not become his wife. What is he Chayiv for? Benezek. We 
evaluate this woman, if she was a shifcha that was being sold, how much was she worth before the Nezek, and how much is she worth now after this episode? But Tsar, the pain that this act caused her. Besheves, how long did she, was she unemployed? How long that does she was she not able to work because of this episode? Uberipui. And we have to pay her doctor bills. Ava Boishis Lemikhaif. Under these circumstances, Boishis, as we mentioned earlier, he would not be Chaif. The reason he's not Chaif Boishis, Domamam, the Gemar the Chazal taught us, ain't Chaif al Boishis, a person is never Chaif for Boishis, Achi is Chaif, until he has intention to embarrass. Here there was no such intention. Omarova. If somebody intended to rub himself against the wall, but instead he encountered his Yavama, Loikana. It's not considered a valid act of beer. He did have Kavana for a beer. And since he had Kavana to do a beer, it's going to be considered a valid, it's going to be considered a valid act of beer. Gemara goes back to a subject that we learned that we're going to be speaking about, and that is Hara. That means that only only had the initial act of beer. Echad ma'ara, we learned in the Mishnah that whether somebody just did an act of Hara or he did a full-fledged act of beer, he's consider, she's considered his Yavimta. Amu'ula, ask the Gemara, Menayin lahara minatayra, where do we know that her raw is considered a valid act of beer? Shinema, the Pasuk says, Ve'ish ashayishka ve'sisha dava, ve'gila es'ervasa es'mekara aero. Mekan, from here we learn that l'haraw menatayra, that an act of haraw is also considered a valid act of beer. Ask the Gemara, but this Pasuk is a Pasuk by Anida. Ask the Gemara, Ashkhan Nida. We know that Harah is going to be considered an act of beer that one had relations with a Nida that way. But ask the Gemara, Shara Rais Minayin. How do we know that this halacha applies by any erva? The Chitema, so you'll suggest, the nail of me, Nida. We should learn from just like by a Nida it's considered a valid act of beer, so too is it in every other area of halacha. Says the Gemara, Malan Nida, Nida has a special Chumrah, and that is Metamas Ba'alot. If somebody has relations with a nida, just like a nida is tummy for seven days, so too will this individual be tummy for seven days. And therefore, maybe a nida is different. Elo says the Gemara Asya Meshesach. We learn this from the Allah of somebody not being allowed to have relations with his Ashes Achis sister in law. The Ksiv, the Torah says, Vish Ashayikachas Ashes Ochiv Nidahu. So the Gemara nidahi, and this is a difficult question. Vichi eishes ochav loylam nidahi. Must his sister-in-law be a nida? Ella, the Torah must be meant teaching us that we should treat her like a nida. Ma nida, we just learned by raw. Af eishes ach, just with her raw, you're over this avera. Ask the Gemara, but ma eishes ach, when we speak about an eishes ach, she came beyond the rabbis. A person could create more. A person could go be Makadish Ka'alfa, even a thousand women. And when he's Makadish, a thousand women, every woman that he is Makadish becomes a Neshesach. The Rechraidim explained why does the Gemara speak about a thousand wives? Because we, the person in Chazal, that we, in the Torah, in Tanakh, that we find had the most women is Shlomo Melech. And Shlomo Melech, had a thousand wives. And the fact that you could have, uh, so that's what makes her unique. And that's why by her, her raw is also already considered an act of beer. But how do we know that that's the halacha elsewhere? El Asya says the Gemara, we learn it from what the Isser of Achois Av Achois Eim. The Ksiv, the Pasuk says, V'Ervas Achois Imcha, V'Achois Ichalois Egala, Ki Eshera Hera, Avoinam Yisur. We see the word used of Hera. Ask the Gemara, but Ikala Mifrach, and that also should not be considered a valid source. Because Malachois Ava Chois Aim, Shekain Isab Habar Me'elov. The person, there was no marriage, there was nothing required. The 
Israel Chais Aim came without any act. You, as soon as she is sister, the halacha is that she's also to you, and you can't learn from there. Says the Gemara, indeed, we can't learn from one, so many Rishonim point out that even though not all, there are Ervis that are similar to Ach, there are Ervis that are similar to Achois Eim, but Tachois but there are Ervis that don't have any commonality with either, like an Ashish and therefore the Gemara wants to know how will we know that those people, if you have a beer with them, just with a raw, it's considered a beer. So says the Gemara, we can't learn from any of the one places the Torah says this halacha, but And there are two ways how to Rishonim approach this Gemara's question. Some say we have this orphan in Shas that this Gemara should be understood as a tzad shava. A tzad shava means if I can't learn from one place where the Torah says halacha, I learn from the common denominator. But there are others that say that the Gemara, what the Gemara means to say is that it's not a Tzad HaShava. What the Gemara means to say is as soon as we'll find anybody that has common with these people, then the Allah should be the same. Says the Gemara, Mehei Tesi. How do you, how do you attend to approach this? Tesi Meishus Ach, Achois Av, Vachoisayim, that by all of them, the Torah said that there's a Halacha of Hara, and we'll say, that if you'll say you can't learn from Meishus Ach, because we learned Eishas Ach beyond the rabbis, you could create more Eishas Ach, Achais Av Achais Aim, which is not in your power to teach us. And if you'll say you can't learn from Achais Av Achais Aim, that because they're automatic, there was no Kedushin required to make them also to you, Eishas Ach Yechiach, says the Gemara, but the Kam, but all these, all these individuals are women are they related to you? But if woman is not related to you, the example we gave a moment ago, an ish, how would we know that her raw is considered an act to be by an ish? Ella says the Gemara, what the Gemara meant to say was, we should learn it from a common denominator of a nida and a chois ava chois ein. And says the Gemara, mala hanach, she can elov. All of these individuals, nothing had to happen. But it's not, there was no human act that made them usher. Anida is Anida because she became Anida. And Achais Avachais Aim are your sisters without you doing anything. Ella Taisi, Menida Veishis Ach, the Mai Parachta. Where will you have a question? If you're going to say, Nida is the Chumra, Metamas Baaloi, so we'll say, Eishis Ach doesn't have that Chumra. On the other hand, you'll say, Eishis Ach. And that's why the Gemara is suggesting that the Torah should have just said, the Torah by just saying by these two, it's enough to know from here that everywhere her raw itself is considered an act of Biyah. As long as what causes this Isser is in place, that is, that, that, Issa remains. That means as long as the woman is seeing them, then she's usher. And as long as the brother is alive, even if Nebuchadnezzar doesn't have children, she's still usher to him. Tama be'eshes ash, be'eshes ish, who we're trying to learn, shekein yesh lehetta b'chaya oisra, that if the husband will divorce her, she's no longer an eshes ish. Omelayr of Achim Ediftalar Vina, it's, does it depend on the husband being here that makes them usher? But afterwards, that issa will be lifted. Anida can't go to the mikvah until she goes, until seven days pass, even if she's no longer seeing them. And Eshes Ach also doesn't automatically become mutter. The bottom talia milsa. It depends only if they had if there's children, she'll never become mutter. Al prachachi malan nida ve'eshes ach shekain oyn oyster matiram. What made them mutter? What made them usher? Is not what makes them mutter. The nida. It's not the dam or the lack of dam that makes a tor or tamei. 
because you also have to have, as we just said, seven days, and as the Rishonim point out, not just the seven days, you also have to have mikvah. Aishas uh, Ach is not just the brother being married or not married to her that depends on it, because the having children is a factor. Tarn Ish, by an Ish, all that is required is that the Oisra, the person should be Matira, the husband should divorce her. Ella Amrab Yarnavi Temrafunabray How do we know that by every erva, as soon as you do her raw, it's considered an act of Bia? Amakra, the Tyra, as it concludes all of the speaking about all the ervis, the Torah says, What the Torah says, Rav Yoyna, Rav Huna, Rav Yoyna is trying to teach us here, is, Just like by Anida, the Torah says, is considered an act of Bia, But now we have a question. Now that we're learning through this Hekish from Nida, that Haraw is considered a valid act of Bia, so why did the Torah have to mention it by other Ervis? El needed the Ksiv Gabeshasach. Lomali, why was it needed? We know already that Haraw is considered a valid act of Bia. Answers the Gemara. It comes to teach us what Rav Huna taught us. Dama Rav Huna, Remesli Vomim in the says the Gemara, stops the Gemara before let lets Rav Huna continue. Menayin, a remes? What do you mean we need a remes for Yibam? Hog Siv, a Pasuk that we keep on repeating. The Torah says, Yivama Yavalel. Says the Gemara, El remes Yivama, Shisura B'chai Bala. How do we know that Yivama is usher to marry a brother-in-law as long as the husband is alive? Menayin, says the Gemara again. The Gemara stops. Hai Svarihi, that's usher. If the Torah only says that after the brother passes away without children, may the brother do Yibam, it's obvious that after that while the husband is alive, she's also. Says the Gemara, that isn't necessarily true. Maybe what the way we should learn is as follows. When the husband died, there's a mitzvah to marry her. When the husband is alive, there's a rishus. You're allowed to marry her. Says the Gemara Inami, or maybe the way to learn it. In law, that after the husband dies without children, there's a mitzvah to do yibam. As long as the brother is alive, there is no mitzvah. But it won't be considered. But that won't be considered alive. It's only learned from a diuk. The lava bar essay doesn't have the strength of being considered a lav. It's considered an essay. Al-Makra, says the Gemara, that how do we know that there's an Issa Karis Ish? Says Rav Huna, this is why we have the Remes. Al-Makra, the Pasuk says, V'isha shi'ikachas eishas ochiv nidahi. The question is, V'chi eishas ochiv nidahi? Is an eishas ochiv nida? Ella, says the Gemara, even though the Nida will ultimately become mutter when she's no longer a Nida, while she's a Nida, there's a chiv karis. Even though if the husband will die, her brother will die without children, she will be permissible shava mitzvah with the other brothers. The chayibala says the pasuk there's a karis. So that's why the Torah had to teach us this thing by Eishas Ach, and not just that's what the pasuk by Eishas Ach is coming to teach us. And ask the Gemara, however, El Haror, the Ksiva Gaba Achois Av Achois Eim Lomeli. If we know from the Hekish that Rav Yaina taught us that by all Ervis, by all women that you're not allowed to have a relation with, there's a locha of Haror. It's considered act of Bia. Why did the Torah have to sing, mention it by Achois Av Achois Eim Lomeli? Says the Gemara, If somebody does hurrah with a homosexual act, how do we know that's considered an act of Bia? Ask the Gemara, of course it's considered an act. Since the Torah says that 
the Torah says Mishkeve Isha. So whatever is considered an act of Bia by a human being will be by a Zochus as well. It says the Gemara, what he means to say is, Ella, Hamarabahemahu. How do we know the act of Hara by an animal is also considered an act of Bia? Amalei. So Rav responded, If not needed, that that hara is considered an act of Bia. Why? Because as we learned a few moments ago, the Askimakation with Rabbi Yoyna, what the Pasuk is doing here is, what the Gemara is doing, is what we're doing very often in Shas. If it's not needed for what the Torah mentions, we're going to use it for another subject. So if it's not needed for Eishas, Ach, and Achos Av, and Achos Aim, it's needed for Behema. So of course the Rishonim ask, why do we need a special Limud for Mara Behema? If it's, it's a, if it's a Bias Surah, it's obvious that it should be Mara. So Taisa says that a behema, the Torah, whenever it speaks about a raw, it says it's makaira hera. And a behema doesn't have a makar. Taisa also says that the Torah, when it speaks to Parshish Arias, the Torah speaks about all the Arias, and it compares them all to a nidab. And then the Torah speaks about the Parsha Moilach, and then it mentions the Isser of Mishkeve Behema. So we see since the Torah separated Mishkeve Behema, it may not be the same way. Mikhti says the Gemara Behema, Chayv Misbeznahu. Says the Gemara, but now we just explained that how do we know that our raw is also by Behema? Because we learned it with an Ime and Inyan. But ask the Gemara, even in any Inyan, has to try to work logically. Mikhti, Behema, having relations with an animal, Chayvi Bez, Mises Bezdin, is a Navera, which does Chayvi Mises Bezdin. My Tamak Siv, so why do we learn that raw, Lemon Harod, the Dalgaba Chayvi Krisis, why is it mentioned by Chayvi Ava Chas Aim, which are only a Chayvi Krisis? Lichtiv, if the Torah wanted to teach us this lesson, shouldn't the Torah have said it, Gabi, an erva which carries a Mises Bezdin? And then, Nalif, Mrs. Besden, me Mrs. Besden, it would be a better comparison than to learn Mrs. Besden, Mishkeve Behema, from Chorus. Answers the Gemara. Idi, since the Posik of Achois Aim, Achois Av, Achois Aim, Kulul Drosh Asi, is all coming to teach us Droshes, as we're about to learn. So this is a Posik of Droshes, so this Drosh was also taught the Allah of Hara by a Behema. Says the man, what is meant when we just said drosha? That this entire pasuk is here to teach us drosha. The Tanya explains the Gemara. The Brisa teaches us. The pasuk says, "Ervas achos avicha loy segala av One is not allowed to have relationship with his father, sister, whether she's a sister with your father from her father or from your mother. Maybe it's only when she's a sister or your father's paternal sister, not maternal sister. And we can make a strong argument. The Torah says that you're chayiv by And the Torah says that you have relations with your sister. When you have an initiative relationship with a sister, it doesn't make it is whether she's a maternal sister or a paternal sister. Afkan will say Dana Ab But says the Mara you can make a counter argument. A klach We can learn other way. Chaif Khan, the Torah says you're not allowed a relationship with a choice av. And the Torah says, Chaimidosoi. You're not allowed to have a relationship with your aunt. Ma Doidoso, the aunt that you're not allowed to have a relationship is only if she's your father's paternal brother's wife. But not if she's your father's maternal brother's wife. Afkan will say the same thing by Chois Av, that the Chois Av is only by Minav, a paternal sister of Lemonaim. So, in other words, what the Gemara is saying is we have two ways of going, of learning this. Either we can learn it from a Chosai, which would mean both Minav, Minaim, or we can learn from the Dosai, which will be only Minav. Says the Gemara, which is a better match? Dona Isabama Elof, a chois av is this that came by itself without an act of Kedushin. 
is also the came by itself. Whereas the dosoy is only It's not came by itself required to have a marriage. On the other hand, a The dosoy is an isa because she's your father's brother's sister. A av is also based on your father. Is also an issue that comes from your father's side. Which is That's why, since we don't know how to learn, which way, how do we understand what does it mean when it says who is included? That's why the Pasuk says. Whether it's a maternal sister or paternal sister. Ask the Gemara, but why do we have to mention it? Why do we have to say this halacha that the halacha applies apply both the same by maternal and maternal sisters? Why did the Torah have to say by both of them this halacha? If we would only mention a chayis av, your mishpacha, a person's always considered mishpacha based on his father's side. Av which doesn't identify which is your mishpacha aim rachmana, and if the Torah said only by your chayis aim, that's why she came vados. There's no question that your chayis aim is your sister. There's no question on who somebody's mother is, the person who gave birth to him. Where we, of course, assume that your father is your father, but it's based on assumptions. But it says the Gemara, we learned a moment ago, Ask the Gemara how do we know that that indeed is the halacha, that only a paternal, your father's paternal brother's wife is also to you, not his maternal brother's wife. Answers the Gemara, Amarava, ask your doi 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 doi. We learn what Xeris Shava. Siv hacha eris doi doi, isha shishka vistoi dasa eris doi doi gila. V'ksiv hasam, the Torah speaks about somebody who sold his property in Esosrol to a Nakri. That the Allah is, that his relatives have to try to redeem it. Oi doi 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 yugalena. That Allah applies only to the paternal, paternal side, not the maternal side. But as the Gemara, we're taking it as for granted that that Allah of Geula, of buying back the property, is only obligated on the father's family, on your, on the fa- on your family from the father's side, not from the mother's side. Ask the Gemara of Ahasim and How do we know that that is indeed the Allah of, that the Allah of, Geula, a redemption, is only there, is only on the father's side. And as we just explained, says the Gemara, Mishpachas Av, Kruya Mishpacha, Mishpachas Ein, Ein Kruya Mishpacha.